I'm so excited to tell you JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for the everyday guy. What I love about Walker Hayes is his laid-back nature. He's a family man and being a country megastar while also having seven kids. You know he likes to keep his style cool and casual. This new collection is perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear, affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man, along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th. Just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. is the Steelers Standard on Steelers Nation Radio and Podcast on Steelers.com. As the offseason marches on, we like to give you our top 10 power rankings in each position group. We did quarterbacks in an episode that we did earlier this week, so give that a listen if you missed it. But today is time for the running backs to get power ranked. <laughs> Alright, we start with the Guys that just didn't quite make the cut, of course, the JDQ MTC. And I go in uh, descending order or ascending order. Descending. Uh, descending. Smart college boy there who went to Indiana, I correcting did. me. Number 11, I got Aaron Jones right on the outside looking in from Green Bay. Then I got Travis Etienne. Mm-hmm. Great year last in his mm-hmm. really his rookie year yeah, last year. Yeah, yeah. Joe Mixon then following him. Whoa. Then I have Tony Pollard. Whoa. And then at number 15. Who is it? Nodge. I put Nodge. You at put Nodge at fifteen. I put Nodge at fifteen. Man, he had a really strong end of the season last year. Finished with over a thousand yards. I know he only averaged three point eight yards per carry, Whoa. but I'm going more towards the end of the season, Nodge, and giving him yeah. the ben- benefit of the doubt of being As injured was I, the, of the season. You won't hear Nodge's name in my JDQMTC. You think he's a top ten running back? I'm just interested to hear who you have. Did I forget somebody? I don't know. And there's a lot of All right, my JDQ MTC going again in descending order. At number 11, I have Aaron Jones. Same position you Same had him me. in. Uh, 12, I have Dalvin Cook. And 13, I have Kenneth Walker III. Mm, rookie. Rookie and should be even better next year because, remember, he had the offseason and it was – is it going to be Rashad Penny or Kenneth Walker? Now it's just going to be the Kenneth just Walker be the show. Kenneth Walker show. Yep. So I like Kenneth Walker at number thirteen. Number ten right. for me. This guy was injured a lot last year, and I think when we did this last year, it might have been number one or number two. Oh, I know who you're. Jonathan putting. Taylor. Wow, you put him in your top ten. He's still a top ten running. Not back. even in my JDQ MTC. Well, you're wrong about that. You really? Just because him. how did you last year? He got injured. pretty much the worst running back in football last year. Got hurt. I mean, he didn't do anything. 861 yards in 11 games is the worst running back in football. Well, didn't do anything. 4.6 yards per carry is the worst running back in football. He got hurt. I'm not going to blame him for getting hurt. Maybe I should say, I should clarify. Biggest 
He stays healthy bust that, for a fantasy football running back. He got hurt. It's not okay, like he well, just sucked. Well, I don't know. He's I've never seen him come back from an injury, so we don't know how he's going to rebound next I'll year. I'll tell you this. If he's healthy, he'll finish in the top five in rushing yards, just like he was going to finish in the top five in rushing yards this year before he got hurt. He's an incredible running back. Don't get me wrong. I'm not going to punish him. He was in my him. GDQ MTC of my GDQ MTC. I respected him enough to put him. So if I would have done my – if I did – Five teams like you did, you would have heard his name called. He's a top ten running back, though. Even okay. despite the injury, this year, eight hundred and sixty-one yards in eleven top games. 10 in eleven back. games, eight hundred and sixty-one yards. He averaged seventy-eight point three yards per game when he played. That would put him at number five in the NFL right now, as far as yards per game is concerned. All right, Tom. Again, I'm not disrespecting him so much. You I, are disrespecting. I, him I put so him much. in my top fifteen, technically top fourteen. He was number fourteen. You are disrespecting him. So you much put him in number ten. I put him in number fourteen. How is that disrespect. disrespecting him so much? Well, it's the way that you reacted when I put him at the top ten. Like my head was sewn to the carpet because I based it off of this year, and he didn't play for half the year. See, I'm basing it off of this year. Again, he was a top five running back as far as the, the games he played this for year. Next year. But you don't know what that potential is next year. I, I don't I do. know if he's going to be great next year. I think I do, and I think he's going right. to be great. Who's your number 10? My number 10, I have the guy who led the league in rushing touchdowns this year. I have Jamal Williams. He's my number 10. Okay. Jamal Williams. 17 rushing touchdowns this year. Crazy. The that is not a number to just shrug off. No, he he also does it having to split carries. With DeAndre Swift. He's right. really good himself. Right. So that's a really great backfield they have in Detroit. I think that number probably comes down next season. Of course. Right? Yeah. But I love the guy. I mean, the guy is the heart, I think, the heart and soul of that offense. I mean, yeah, you have talent uh, elsewhere in the receiving core. Uh, Jamison Williams uh, didn't play much, but now that he'll be able to play the full season with the team next year— um, should do very well, complimenting Amon Ross St. Brown. We believe that the Detroit Lions believe in Jared Goff, but I think the heart and soul really surrounds Jamal Williams. He set the record, by the way, for most rushing touchdowns in Detroit Lions history. Yes, breaking 17. Barry Sanders' record. The record for most touchdowns rushing in an NFL season. I think it's LaDainian Tomlinson. He scored 28 rushing it's touchdowns. Crazy. One Is that the year that he broke just every touchdown? Like, he had the most... Rushing touchdowns and the most touchdowns from scrimmage, I believe. He had three receiving touchdowns, so maybe so with 31, 31. Yeah, Russian did a lot of heavy lifting. Number two on the list, Sean Alexander. We remember him, the Super Bowl year. The Super Bowl the year. I mean, that was the best year of his career, without question. And get ready for this name from the past. Okay, can I? Is it possible? I guess, or is it just so obscure? It's that you would never guess. He's good, but could have this kind of season. He's not like obscure. I don't think you'll get him. He is the only guy, though, that's name is on this list twice in the top six for touchdowns in a season. Priest, Priest Holmes. Oh, Priest yeah, Holmes? I was not going to go there. But you know him. When of you course, yeah. Uh, yeah, he's third most rushing touchdowns in a season, actually tied with Sean Alexander for the second most with 27 in a season. He Priest Holmes was dominant in those early 2000s mm -hmm. with the Kansas City Chiefs. All right, so we got Jamal Williams checking in at number nine. Do you, um, do you think though? So we, I think, the touchdowns laid a big part of this this ranking, right? Do you think that he could still be a top ten running back next year without these touchdowns? Like, do you think his running style is he going to be good enough to do that? Yeah, if, if the touchdowns are just cut in half, like if he still has like eight touchdowns on the season, it's still you'd really still good. put him top ten. He'd still rush for a thousand yards. He'd still year. be he'd he'd be in the top fifteen for me. I mean, he's a thousand sixty six yards on yeah, the yeah, season, yeah. and that's splitting carries. Yeah, so. But I, 
I think he's the better running back between them and DeAndre Swift. So I think he might get yeah, more I carries agree. next year, but it's such a good— Which is weird because DeAndre Swift was, was like the prospect. starter, and Jamal Williams was the backup in both Green Bay and when he came to Detroit. But, man, they have a backfield cooking now in Detroit. Yeah, they for sure really do. Really strong team all around in Detroit. All right, number eight is a guy that you had in the JDQMTC. This is where Minnesota Vikings running back down. Well, I haven't Cook done my number in. nine. I thought it was Jamal Williams. Oh, he was 10. Yeah, he was 10 for me. Okay, he's your number nine. My number nine I have is Tony Pollard. Tony Pollard. My JDQ MTC. And your JDQ MTC. Will not be splitting carries next year. No. This will so be the Pollard He has the potential to maybe move up in the rankings. I yeah, think. I mean, he shouldn't but have But the been... fact that he split carries, Tom. Zeke getting 231 and, and carries this year is criminal. Right. And Pollard only got 193, by the way. Right. So Zeke got more carries than Pollard. The fact that, but the fact that Tony Pollard... Finish the season really as the better running back should show you Ooh, how far. Yeah, should just tell you how great he is compared to not or not compared to, but considering what he had to work through, working behind Zeke Elliott, Zeke getting more carries, but you still knew that Paula was the better back. Yeah, no question. Um, I, I think that the the Cowboys obviously are in a tough spot with the injury that happened to Pollard at the end of the year mm-hmm. um, because you got to sign the guy now and he just got a bad injury. But I'd bring him back if I was Dallas. Yeah, you have to. Zeke's, I mean, you're not going to bring Zeke, Zeke back, is right? Cooked. Yeah. He is done. Uh, flip him over. That side's done. You just, can get good value for Zeke, too, I think. I think you can get a third or fourth round pick for him from a team that's I think a that's third desperate. round pick. Desperate. Maybe even a second. <sighs> that would be really desperate. If a team sent you a second round pick for a running back like that, that GM should be looked at. I mean, he still had, like... He had because of yards. his because of his volume, yeah, he had 800 yards, right, and, and he had a lot of touchdowns, I believe. Yeah, because he was their short yardage guy. Yeah, he had 12 touchdowns, but he averaged 3.8 yards per mm-hmm. carry. He, he became right. a power back. Yeah, is what he became. Yeah, right. His later end of his career. All right. So, like I said, number eight for me is a guy you had JDQMTC Dalvin Cook from the Minnesota Vikings. He was sixth in rushing this year, uh, eight tutties, 4.4 yards per carry. Um, really like. To the point now where he's just been so good for so long that this was just like a solid year for him. Yeah. Like nothing incredible, nothing I think he reached his peak like a couple of years ago where he was in the running for leading the league in rushing yards and touchdowns, and he's kind of fallen back a little bit just with, with age. But the fact that he's still getting well over 1,000 yards and getting close to double-digit touchdowns this season... And I think it's a big deal that he stayed healthy all year. Yeah, he's right. been injured a lot in the past. You know, Alexander Madison had to come in a while sure. and, and help him out because of injury problems. But he played in all 17 games for the Vikings this year. I think one of the main reasons why the Vikings were so good and so consistent was because they had that stabilizing force in their backfield that they hadn't for the past couple of years because he's out for weeks at a time. So I, I think he is on the descend of his career. I don't yeah. think he's going to ever but be as good as he was. the fact that this is a descension and he still ran for 1,100 yards and eight touchdowns is a pretty good Oh, yeah. And a, pretty good, a pretty guy good that next year I would welcome with open arms in yeah, my backfield right. as my lead right. running back. Yeah. But I, I do think the sands of the hourglass are for starting sure. to run thin for Dalvin Cook in the NFL. Your number eight. Uh, my number eight I have at Miles Sanders. Number seven is Miles Sanders. Okay, there you go. So I wasn't sure where I should put him. Because as Miles Sanders number to you— Number five rusher this year. Huh? Number five right. overall rusher. But is Miles Sanders to you a product yes. of the best running team in the NFL? Yes. Right? He gets so a like, lot of help that way. A lot of help. So, like, I was debating whether or not to put him in my JDQ MTC. Because I also Could you plug and place any of these running backs, and they would do just as good, if not far better? I also him. think— that Miles Sanders might see some of his carries cut into next year with Kenneth Gainwell. Kenneth Gainwell, Boston Scott will still be there. Well, Boston Scott's been there for a thousand years. I'm just just saying he'll still be there. He scores touchdowns against the Giants every single time they play. 
but yeah, they've got three running backs and Jalen Hurts. And they got Jalen Hurts, so, who's the best, who had the single best rushing, scoring rushing season by a quarterback ever. I will say this about Miles Sanders: eleven touchdowns is great, almost five yards per carry. There were some games where he went a little quiet. Yeah, you just never oh, really yeah. heard from him. It's not like a consistent seventeen game. He's always getting close to like ninety yards every single game. Mm-hmm. So. Consistency not exactly there. I think that's why, despite being a number five rusher, a top five rusher this year, we have them both sitting on the outside of the top five looking in. Yeah, I mean, the fact is though that he's still going to be playing on this team next year. Oh yeah, yeah. so he could easily, easily, and I bet he gets a thousand yards next year. All those carries, he could still find his way back in the top ten just because of how effective that running offense is. It may though take a step back if. Jason Kelsey steps away. Or Lane Johnson's. Yeah, either of them. Or both could. Yeah, Yeah, no question about that. That's something that the Eagles have to worry about, but you know they're stockpiling that Mm -hmm. offensive line as well, making sure that they're ready for those transition periods. So your number seven? Uh, Your number seven was... Sanders. Sanders. My number seven, the guy that I could not believe you put all the way at 15. I got Najee Harris at number seven. That's tough. I love that you have him there, but... I don't, so here's if, my, I don't know if I can come around to that yet. So you were talking about you put him at 15 because you weighed more heavily the second, second half, half of, the, of season. the season. So did I, Tom. The guy ran for more than twice, more than double the amount of yards in the second half of the season than he did the first half of the season. Ran for numbers such as 111, 99, 90, and ran for 86 yards twice. So yes, he only eclipsed 100 yards once, but was one yard away one time, 10 yards away one time, and 14 yards away twice. And the guy just 80 yards another time. I mean, the guy just completely took that bye week as his as his bye week, right? As as what it's purely intentioned to be, and just completely turned around the season. And knowing that he was dealing with that injury relieves so many worries. For you and I and for any Steelers fan or anyone following this team, because you know it wasn't just, oh, he had a really good rookie year and somehow he ran into the sophomore slump and he couldn't get over it. No, he was dealing with some kind of freakish injury and that bye week was the cure-all and he is back in my mind. I mean, I think last year we had him around like the the 10 spot right, right. For, for the top 10 running backs, so... To bounce back the way that he did in the second half of the season just solidifies his spot in the top 10 for me. I want to see second half Najee in a full season yeah, next full year. Season, and I right. want to see him average. He still has yet to average more than four yards per carry in it's, either it's of his seasons yeah. in the NFL. Kind of a testament to get to 1,000 yards both the hard way. Yeah. I mean, granted, he's done so both years in a 17-game season. In the extra game. Yeah. He's needed it. But you got to get over four yards per carry. That's that's the next step right. for him, I think. I will say this, though, for him, I mean... He was well over four yards per carry in the second half of the season, right. by the way. Well, yeah, but you look at both seasons. His rookie year, he was dealing with the worst offensive line in football. Yes. And his second year... And he was a rookie. And he was a rookie. His second year, he was playing hurt for half the season. Yes. I'm very high on Najee. I yeah. think I think more. I was really. I mean, like it is more likely than not that he will end up closer to the top five next year in this list than he I is am, now. I cannot believe you put him at 15, that low. Number six. I'm a very controversial guy. Number six. This is also pretty controversial because when you look at his output as a running back purely, 
Not that great this year. Oh, I so I have a feeling I know who you're going to But his here. impact is undeniable, especially in the passing game. He you might Austin be Austin Eckler at number five. He might or number six, number six is Austin Eckler. He might be the best pass catching running back in the yeah, NFL. Only so nine, versatile. He had nine hundred and fifteen yards on the ground this year, four point five yards per carry. He had thirteen rushing touchdowns. The guy's got a nose for the end zone like nobody else. So my number five guy is Austin is Eckler. Austin Eckler. And then my number six guy, who I assume is your number five guy, is Saquon Barkley. Yeah, how yeah. about that? I, think. I was, I was, I was unsure how to place those two, but to me, uh, I really appreciate Saquon's bounce back year. Oh yeah, but I really put an emphasis on Eckler's versatility and knows for the end zone. The guy just scores so frequently and can do so in more ways than one. I don't know if I necessarily harp on him or put the blame on him for the lack of the running game because the, the Niners or the Niners the the Chargers cannot run the ball. Well, by the way, he averaged four point five yards per carry, and he had only two hundred and four carries all year. Like, if he gets just ten more carries, he's probably in a thousand yard rusher too. Mm-hmm. So, like, I mean, it, he was very boring. His carries two hundred and four. Look at other guys surrounding him. Derrick Henry had three fifty. Josh Jacobs 272 had, for Nash. Josh Jacob had 340. Even Zeke, who was splitting carries, had more, 230. He had 260 many, for Miles Sanders, 295 for Saquon Barkley. Eckler, car- Eckler carried Eckley. the ball one more time than Dante Foreman did. Yeah, for the right. Carolina so Panthers. I don't know how that number is so low. Because they don't have another running back, right? Like, right. There's not that spell guy. They, pa- they just so, pass the ball all the time. It's just because they like to pass on the ball, and they can. And right? he's part of that too. Right, he's right. really good in the passing game right. as well. So he he he's probably the new. He doesn't play like him, but he's the, the new Kim- Lev, Kamara? right? Where he's oh, a wide receiver. Camara is a good one too. Wide receiver slash running back. Speaking of Camara, what a drop tough off year he for had. him last yeah. year. I still think he has potential. Like he's still he was right behind uh, Eckler rushing yards wise with eight hundred ninety seven, but he only had two touchdowns this year. He did not find the end zone at all. And no. in the passing and that game, was his big thing was that he was able to score and. He was he did do a really good job of he had I think he was one, two, three, four. He was fifth in the league in terms of running backs with receiving yards. So he's still versatile, but just overall his season wasn't really up to par. Four touchdowns on the year in total for Alvin Kamara. Saquon Barkley, you're number so five and my number four. My number no, my number six. Oh, you're number you're six, number, my number five. five. Uh, if it wasn't for Geno Smith, I think he probably would have been the comeback player. Yeah, I, I think so. 100%. Uh, everybody was kind of wondering, not bust, but does the injury is just too much for him to overcome? He missed one game last year, but he rushed for 1,312 yards, 4.4 per carry, and he Double had 10 touchdowns. touchdowns. He averaged yep. 82 yards per game. He only fumbled once, but he recovered it, so he is a, a rock when it comes to holding on to that rock. Uh, just a phenomenal bounce-back year and puts him back into all-pro conversation. Yep. And I don't, did he make the All Pro or second? Yeah, because team? it was uh, Josh Jacobs, and then I and think Chubb it was Chubb is, or McCaffrey was the second one. Either one of those two. Yeah. Jacobs was clearly number one, though. It had to be, yeah. Um, right. So with Saquon, though, uh, I know that the Giants defensively kind of played above their heads, and Daniel Jones became more accurate and didn't turn the ball over a lot. They're in the playoffs last year because of Saquon and yeah, what, he, what he did for that team, and. I feel like he got 295 carries last year. Couldn't you see them if he's healthy in the offseason going towards more of a Derrick Henry formula where you bump that up to like 350 carries yeah. for the season? Now that you know Just he's like, him. his his body is back. Yeah. And again, that's hurt Derrick Henry in the past too is that heavy right. workload. But I, I think when you have a guy like Barkley, 
you try to run the wheels off until you can't. Because he's also a freakishly now, the problem big dude. is yeah. you got to sign him. Yeah, and right. he's going to be worth a lot of money now. You got to sign him and your because you risked not yeah. picking up the option because you just didn't know if he was going to be healthy or not. And he was way healthy mm-hmm. and helped you win a playoff game mm-hmm. this year. So going to be very expensive. Who would you put the priority on, Barkley or Jones? I I'd say Saquon. I'd say Saquon too because Daniel Jones. I get it. It's a quarterback. He's not. He can't be the quarterback of your future, though, right? I mean, maybe he can be for the short term, but you're not banking on him like other teams are as their franchise guy. Yeah, absolutely. So, I'll uh, I'll I'll, I'll pick Barkley over Jones, but they're gonna bring them both back. I think you have to bring yeah. them both back. You but win, the priority you win a, has to be signing Saquon. You win a playoff game. I mean, you got to bring back the guys that helped mm-hmm. you do that. All right. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game, King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think you could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Right, number four, right? That's where we're at now, right? Yes. Because you had Eckler at five. You're gonna, you're not gonna like this. Oh no! Despite leading the league in rushing this year, I have Josh Jacobs. Wow. Yeah, I don't know. I do not agree with that. Um, <laughs> I have him. Well, give I me mean, a pew pew. We're Josh our, Jacobs. We're in our sorry. Ow! We're in our top four. Mm-hmm. So it's not like I'm. You're disrespecting. It's not egregious. Him. No. Yeah, 1,653 yards this year, 4.9 yards per carry, 12 tutties. I mean, 97 points, almost averaged 100 yards per game Mm -hmm. uh, did Josh Jacobs. He had 340 carries. That's only second to, you guessed it, the king, Derrick Henry. I I mean, just an incredible performance from Jacobs. And again, another guy, not like Saquon, but people were wondering, how good is Josh Jacobs? And he has emerged as an elite running back after last season. Mm -hmm. Found the end zone uh, 12 times. On Here's the, ground, the most yeah. amazing stat from Josh okay, Jacobs. Okay, great. Though. I can't wait. 93 first downs. He picked up 93 first downs. The next most in the running back position, Nick Chubb with 69. Wow. He almost had 30 more first downs than the next best guy. I mean, you want to talk about a chain mover. Josh Jacobs kept that Raiders mm-hmm. offense on the field all year long. 93 is what you said. Whew. 69 for Nick Chubb. For Nick Chubb was number two. And then Jalen Hurts was number three. Moving the chains with his and legs, on the ground with his yeah, yeah on the ground. Jalen Hurts obviously, you can't really count quarterbacks in that right for first down passing. Yeah, I mean, I so that's fair. I'll get to Josh Jacobs when I have him, but for my number four, I had Nick Chubb, who I'm guessing is your number. No, okay, number who? I don't know. Okay, if 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 He's he was not never... the next one up. All right, so so, say it. so I had Nick Chubb, and honestly, these two guys really—I mean, just as you mentioned, Tom—really kind of emulate each other. Even though Josh Jacobs has the full advantage in first downs, listen to these numbers. Both had twelve rushing touchdowns. 
Josh Jacobs had 4.9 yards per carry. Nick Chubb had 5.1. Uh, Nick Chubb and Josh Jacobs both played all 17 games. Nick Chubb ran for 15.25 yards. Josh Jacobs ran for 16.53, obviously the league leading, but they finished as, yeah, sorry. No, go ahead, I'm listening. They finished as the number one and number three guys yes. uh, in the league for rushing yards. Both really great. Nick Chubb has been doing it more consistently and longer than Josh Jacobs. This was Josh Jacobs by far his best season he's ever had. So I I just put Jacobs at number three, even though I think overall, like if, if you were doing for the last five years, I think head and shoulders Nick Chubb is better. Yes. I think in the past five years, Nick Chubb's better than anybody but one running back yeah. over the past five years. Number three for me uh-huh. is CMC. Okay. This is where I put so Christian I have, McCaffrey. I have, I have McCaffrey two. Okay. CMC, I think the main thing for him was staying healthy this year. He played in all the Finally games, 17 and games. to be honest, Tom, it's the impact he had for San Francisco that I had to put him in. I mean, I thought two. they were going to compete in that that uh, AFC, NFC Championship game after the run he had. It was, oh it was Beastquake-esque oh when God. he ran that thing into the end zone. It was, we are not just going to fold over because we're down to our fourth quarterback. And then they did fold over because they, they were down to their yeah. fourth quarterback. But at that but time, that run, I was like, wow. That run, which I believe tied it. Yeah, it was 7-7. And he hurt a lot of Eagles on the way to the yeah. end zone, too. I mean, was that was a punishing, punishing, punishing kind of run for a guy that you don't think is a punishing kind of runner. No. But he has that aspect to it. He has every tool in the bag. Power, I speed, so receiving. I am so happy for him that he's on a legitimate team. Yeah, now they have a full offseason of Shanahan yeah, to right. really cook up some I mean, things. again, we kept mentioning that the only time they lost with McCaffrey on the roster was the one week where he was signed on the Friday before they played until on the, the Sunday, until the Eagles and game. they played the Chiefs. Until the playoffs. And the, until yeah. the, until, but, okay, you win your last 10 regular season games, and then you win two playoff games, and then you make it to the, AFC, or the NFC Conference Championship game. That's a pretty good streak pretty to go good on. Streak. And That's he had a lot streak. to do with it. Oh, a ton to do Remember, with it. Remember, Debo Samuel was out for majority of that. So Debo, it wasn't like it was a two-head monster for like a running attack between Debo and McCaffrey. It was just all McCaffrey. Yeah, I'm very excited to see what McCaffrey does in a full season mm-hmm. next year with San Francisco. And again, if he can go back-to-back season staying completely uh, healthy, I think the sky could be the limit for this guy. Right. For sure. So your number three was Josh. My number three, I'd say, was Josh. Josh Jacobs. Jacobs. And, and your two was McCaffrey. McCaffrey. My number so, two was Nick Chubb. Okay. I put Nick Chubb at number two. I don't hate it. I mean, these four running backs, Tom, to me, are so good. They're yeah. the elite of the elite yeah. right now. Uh, like, and then and then the next tier is the Eckler and Saquon tier. I'm actually surprised that we kept the king at the top. Both of us. I thought that so was going to be a little cheeky So number one for both there. of us, Derek Henry, Henry. Because he is. He missed he a game. He is the king. He missed a game last year and still had 1,538 yards rushing, second most of the NFL. He had 13 touchdowns on the ground. He averaged 96.1 yards per game. He had 65 first downs. I mean, mm-hmm. he's still the king. He, car- the he, thing that- he carried the ball more than anybody in the NFL last year with 349 right. attempts. And that's by a wide margin, by the way. Or excuse me, by nine more attempts than Josh Jacobs did. Uh, it's almost 50 more attempts than Nick Chubb did, who was in third place as far as carrying the football. He's he's still the king. And in a year that we all definitively kind of say, eh, kind of a down, down year for Derrick Henry, for king, he was so damn dominant so still. So he's still undisputed number one for me. So the thing I always think about of how to really put into perspective how great Derrick Henry was, was when he went down at like what week nine or so last season, not this past season, but the year before, and he came back. And to it that. took like until week fifteen 
for someone to eclipse him in running Yeah, yards. that's right. Jonathan Taylor didn't catch him, who won the rushing title last year. Or maybe year. it wasn't that drastic, but it took like an it extra took a couple like weeks six for weeks to catch or him. so yeah. for anybody to catch him. I think he finished in the top 10 last year. I think he did too. missing like half the season. I'm going to look that up right yeah. now, but I think you're right, despite missing half of the season. And then he came back way earlier than anybody expected him to, and, and probably too early than he should have. He wasn't good in that playoff game against the Bengals. So he finished... Oh, I'm. I was looking at the wrong thing. Uh, let me look really quick. He he was so. Yeah, he finished ninth in the league in because in eight games, Tom, he in over eight games, yards. he had two hundred attempts. Think about that. We just said he had three hundred forty nine. Eckler had two hundred over the whole season. Two hundred nineteen attempts in, in eight games. Nine hundred and thirty-seven yards. Oh, he in didn't eight get to a thousand last year. I thought I thought he got to a thousand. Doesn't matter. No, it doesn't. But still, he averaged Tom a hundred and seventeen yards per game. And then the year prior to that, he ran for two. He ran for two thousand by. And we all remember this. He was like two hundred and seventy yards away from reaching two thousand. No one was saying that. Oh, is he going to get there? And then, and they, then all of a sudden, he just got there. You know why? Because they played the Texans. And I think and he, he ran, I think he averages like 200 well, yards a game. Except for this, I think they played each other in the season finale this past year. He didn't do much. Well, he ran no, he ran for like 140. But oh, that's nothing. Oh, oh Lord, forgive him for not running for that's over nothing. 200 yards. He ran for 130. 140 or, is a C plus performance for yeah. him against the Texans. All right, there you go. There's your top 10 running backs in the I NFL. Mean, it, just, it is without question. We differed a lot on that list, but not at the top. We are, it's, we he's are the king for a reason. at the top. Did you miss any of our show today? You can download full episodes of all of our SNR podcasts, like The Drive, Steelers Blitz with Wes and Motes, our show, The Steelers Standard, and many more. All are available on the Steelers mobile app, the iHeartRadio app, and wherever you get your podcasts. We'll be back again next week, but not just us next week. There is going to be a ton of SNR draft combine, combine coverage yeah. coming your way, so get excited for that. No one covers the combine for your Pittsburgh Steelers like we do on SNR, so make sure you're tuning in all week next week when that gets kicked off on Tuesday. For Jacob Recht, I'm Tom Offerman. As always, we appreciate you listening. Have a great weekend, and this has been the Steelers Standard. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club.